Hey guys, on today's episode, we have our first guest, which is also my incredible husband, Matthew. Um, We are going to be talking about our love story, long distance relationships, marriage, um, and all the above, really. So let's go ahead and get started. All right. So what are we talking about today, babe? Oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Okay. (laughs) We're off to a great start. I love it. <laughs> hey guys, in case you didn't know, the husband's here. So this is something that we've been wanting to do for a while now. Yeah, I've been wanting to do a podcast since like before they were the cool thing to do or whatever. So for me, it was finally just stepping into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, since we've been married, we've really been wanting to go into that world because we just feel kind of led to do that. So yeah. Yeah. I tell you right. So this is the first one that we're doing together. Uh, this would be kind of like an introduction, I guess, of the, how do I describe it? The introduction, the introduction of the Chases. Because you've already heard a little bit of Mrs. Chase, and now you're experiencing what it's like with Mr. Chase in the building at the same time. (laughs) Well, not in the same building, but just same room. You you get what I'm saying. All right, so, uh, take it away, host. I'm giving it. I'm giving you the reins. This is your podcast. You still never answered the question. What was the question again? What are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did. No, I thought I did. You explained what this was. But... So, basically, this is our story. The simplest way to describe it, it's our love story and just kind of what 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 made our relationship the way that it is now. Yeah. Everything that makes this marriage amazing. Okay, so we're going to the beginning, mm-hmm. as you said. Back to our college days. Yes. Because that was days. where we crossed paths. Crazy, that was six years ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Let me see. When did I go to IBC? That was 2011 to 2014. So just short of 10 years since my first year at IBC. Right, and I went to IBC for one year from 2013 to 2014. Yeah, and so our our paths crossed on my last year and her first year. First and only. First and, <laughs> yeah, she was a one and done. I was, oh my gosh, it's actually crazy to think that I was one of the few that made it through all four years. Like... Just kind of a random point of just thinking, like, when I started, my class was, I think, like, 200-plus students. And then once we got to my, oh, my gosh, baby, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking on my drink. I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, oh, boy. Continue. (laughs) So, my... Like I said, my first year was 200 plus, and my last year, I think it was 30 students that actually made it through all four years. Yeah. And that's not saying that some of the, that's not saying that everybody dropped out. Just some people felt led by God to stop. uh, attending the school after a couple years. Some of them. Different reasons people stop. Yeah. college all the time. I mean, whether it might be secular college or Bible college, there's just life things that happen and 
when it's Bible college, it's usually more of a God leading thing, but right. Um, and no I was, here. yeah, and I was just one of the few, I was one of those that just pushed through all four years. I'm actually surprised because I think there was a point where I I almost didn't go to my last year. Really, I never knew that. Like, I was kind of going back and forth because I wasn't the best student academically. I've always struggled, like, with being a student. Like, just doing the schoolwork, the research papers, all that stuff. That was never my thing. I struggled with it in high school, college. And it was because I'm passionate about the things I'm interested in. And for years, music was the thing I was interested in. So anything outside of that didn't really like grab my attention. And that messed me up academically. Like I went through all four years and unfortunately I didn't even graduate because I just didn't take it as seriously as I should have. But during that last year, even though I had something really messed up happen with me not graduating and then me kind of hitting like the end of a bad relationship, I met this beautiful woman. But well, kind of met. I was gonna say we kind of met, but we kind of didn't because we never talked while we were in school together. Nope. I, it's funny because I can remember being greeted by two of the guys at IBC and I still cannot remember if it was Isaac and Bryson or Bryson and somebody else. But I know it was like Bryson was there. And sometimes I'm like, was it Matt? Because it was down at the bottom floor by like by the sanctuary. But I still like it was like super close to when school was starting up. It's funny because I can remember them wearing hats and you always wore hats. So it's just like, <laughs> I honestly wonder if there was and it was just like one of those moments that you like, it doesn't seem like anything is going to ever happen from, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like a hello. It's just an innocent. You introduce you met to somebody. Some of the <laughs> some of the homies. But basically, our point was that while we attended for a year together, we never really talked like at all. Mm -hmm. I don't honestly. If if he wasn't one of those guys, like it was never that we talked while I was there. And it's funny because like I would always I was working two jobs at the time while I was going to school, and so I would be going out to go to my car and I would be passing him as he's sitting there at like this table area where he's just got headphones, sunglasses on inside and I remember that because it just drove me nuts. Um, oh, and he was always, always <laughs> working on his beats. I swear the sunglasses thing is just a bit of an exaggeration. No, babe. I did not wear them that much. Okay, you may not have worn them every time, but the first time I ever seen you, you had them on. And I remember because you reminded me of a character from a movie I seen. And with the sunglasses, y'all looked like twins. <laughs> <laughs> like twins and that's my first memory of you <sighs> I must have been so focused that I didn't even realize I had them on because sometimes when I'm in the zone I'm out oh I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm married to you I know 
you, you, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'll give you that. <laughs> so yeah, we didn't talk while we were in college, but fast forward a couple years, and I don't know who added who first or who followed who first. Honestly, somebody. I don't know. Somebody added somebody. Yeah. And then we followed each other on Twitter. Mm-hmm. From that point. And after that, it became just a, a case of just liking each other's pics and posts and tweets. This is tweets. such a millennial love story. It really, <laughs> it really. Well, it could have been. The, it could have been more millennial if it started on Tinder. Oh yeah, no. Because, but it didn't start there. We no. we we kept it all. We, we don't we don't do that. We, we yeah we don't do that. The closest we would have done was Christian Mingle, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it basically was just a bunch of at liking each other's stuff and, you know, kind of the typical, if you want to get the person's attention, you like a few things here and there. You're not everything, because then right. it just seems creepy. Right. But you kind of just let them know, like, Creep hey. back and forth. Yeah, just let them things. know, like, hey, I see you. <laughs> I, I see you and I think I've mentioned this to you a couple times before but I knew something was special about you because at least for me when I looked at your pictures it wasn't just a case of oh she's cute and then kept scrolling it was like there was something that kept pulling me to you every time I looked at you and it was more than just a physical attraction. Like, there was something more there, but I didn't know what it was. And I knew yeah. it was something unique because I saw attractive girls right. after that. And I was just, and I'd see them, and, but I just kept moving. Right. Didn't think anything about it. But your face, I couldn't get past that face. I couldn't get past you, and I didn't understand why. Yeah. And so, while we're kind of doing the regular stuff on social media, we're both kind of going through some things on our own. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we for both sure. were going through some pretty trash relationships at that time. Yeah, I know I me, was. For you, it was more you were going through a bad relationship. At that point, I had kind of gotten over my bad relationship, but I was going through some healing after a major trauma, and it kind of just had me in, like, a weird place in my life. Mm -hmm. So it was a really, like, weird time for both of us during, from, like, 2014 to 2016 when we actually started, like, speaking as friends to each other, like, you know. No, there was definitely a lot going on. Those were two crazy years, I think, for both of us. From 20... I would say from 2011 to 2016 were probably the roughest years of my life over it. Before I met you to, like, the beginning time was when my mind was just all over. Right. Like, I was, like, this was the first time I really felt hurt by somebody this is where the first time I felt like depressed because of someone like this was the first time I understood what it was like when you are in a toxic relationship mm -hmm. and it scarred me for a long time oh yeah it messed me up bad but when I started talking to Bree then it was like 
I this okay, I don't know if I ever told you this part. This is how I knew our relationship was really special because once we started actually like talking and started dating, then it was like this is what it feels like when someone actually shows emotions back to you. This is what it feels like when you actually are showing some love and, you know, giving to someone and they give you just as much back. Mm -hmm. Like once I was with you, then I understood that what I was in before was completely one-sided left me drained like spiritually emotionally mentally dead and once I met you then I knew what it was like to actually feel love as opposed to just throwing yourself out there for someone that didn't trying even to love you. someone to love you. Exactly. Yeah. I was trying to convince. And then when with you, there was no need to convince. Because you loved me just as much as I loved you. And when did that actually start? When did what start? We started actually like realizing that we loved each other. Well... Am I going a little too far You jumped ahead? way ahead, yeah. Yeah, we're going to rewind here. Alright, so we're rewinding a little bit. So it was 2016 yes. that this whole thing really got started. So, believe it or not. Your voice into the DMs. Yes. <laughs> Officially. Yeah. And believe it or not, I was actually, and he didn't even know this at the time, I don't think. I think I explained it later. But I was in this area of my life where I had really just gotten where I needed to just refocus in on God because I, like I said previously, I had some trauma happen. So um, I did that and I was taking this like span of time that I was just focusing on God. I was not dating. I was not thinking about dating. And so I remember there was like a tweet that I think you had the tweet and I commented on it. Or was I had the tweet and you commented on it. No, I had it was the tweet. The, you had the tweet. Yeah. So I tweeted about snacks. <laughs> and it's crazy that this whole thing started about a, from a tweet about snacks. <laughs> um, but I tweeted something about snacks at work. Like, I always kept snacks at work. And he tweeted about how he does the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we had, like, a little conversation. And then that was it. And it was funny because that night I was like, I should message him. And I was like, no, I'm not going to message him. I'm not thinking about dating. I'm not thinking about that. I'm, you know, I'm focused. And um, so the next morning I'm at work and I thought about it again. And I was like, no. Plus, I was like, no, I'm not dating. And plus, even if I was, it's not my job to reach out first. (laughs) Like, I got real, like... I'm old school with love stories, y'all, okay? Don't judge me, feminists. Um, My eyes just rolled so hard (laughs) on that part. I'm sorry, I am. I'm old school with that. You know me, I'm an old soul. I hear she is. Um, So, I remember I sat my phone down. I went into the break room at work and I came back with my cup of coffee and I sat down at my desk and I picked up my phone and he had messaged me. I think what I was thinking of 
when I did it is, let me just see what's gonna happen here. When we had that conversation on Twitter, I was like surprised, but I was also kind of like, man, she's really cool. She does snacks just like me. I thought this was just a me thing, but <laughs> she's over here, got snacks in her desk at work just like me. This is Excellent. cool. Like, seriously, that is the motto we live by. Snack <laughs> on deck. Um, and so when I sent that message to her, I was just thinking, I'm not trying to date this girl. I'm not trying to get myself into anything that I'm not supposed to. I just want to see if I can meet somebody new here. And so when I sent that message, what did I say? Do you remember what I said? It was something along the lines of, hey, I'm really ashamed that I haven't reached out, like, to you sooner, or that I haven't messaged you sooner with as many con little convos we've had over tw on Twitter. Yeah. And because we had always, like, had little, like, um, Twitter conversations. There wasn't a ton of them, but there was just a few that we had done, and, like, we would like each other's tweets, I think, quite often, but... Yeah, so I yeah. kind of just... Played it off in that way, fellas. That's just kind of if you're gonna sign in DMs, kind of find a way to do it smoothly. Sometimes just saying hey or like a smiling face, not all the time works. Kind of find something yeah. that you can like. Kind if of you had come in with a cheesy on. pickup line, I would have never responded. She says that now, but now that we're married, all I do is hit her up with corny pickup lines, and it but makes that's her laugh. now. That before, like, I had been hit up before by cheesy pickup lines, and they did not get any type of reply. She was too good for corny pickup lines back then. It's not that I was. <laughs> I can appreciate a corny pickup line. But if I don't know you, and you live states away, and you're going to hit me with a corny pickup line, like, nah, I just, I can see through that. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> don't be that, thirsty. That's, I mean, That was my motto fair. back then. That's know, fair. Like, you don't want to sound Be respectful. Thirsty. Be approaching me as a human, not as a hot girl or a, you know. Right, right. And that's how I approached you. Yeah. Just as a human, there's someone I just wanted to talk to and just wanted to make a friendship with. And from that moment on, I could probably count on my hands the days that we did not talk to each other. From then till now. Yeah. I think, like, the first couple weeks of us like talking on because we mostly facebook messaged each other messaged each other wow <laughs> We mostly Facebook messaged each other Yeah. for about the first two weeks, I think it was. And it was probably, like, every other day at first. And then from there, like, we got either you asked for my number or you asked if I could text you and gave me your number because of something. Like, I don't remember what it was. But, yeah. Um, and then from that point, we talked, I think, almost every single day. Yeah. Even if it was just for a little bit. There yeah. was always something. And it was honestly just friendship. It was never, like, he was, like, hitting on me or even flirting with me, really. No. He was just being, like, a friend, and that's what I was being in. At that point, I was like, well, he's in New York. I'm in Michigan. I'm not thinking about this, so we're just going to be friends. You know, I was very 
just keeping it simple at the time. Mm-hmm. That was, that was all I was going for. That was all my attention. And what I appreciated about it was just that I could be myself around her. Like, I could talk about practically anything. I mean, we talked about coffee, music, TV. Like, it was more than just a, hey, what's your favorite color? What's right. your favorite Right, it wasn't a like, 20 questions. Or... Yeah, it wasn't like an interview. It was like, I'm actually, I actually have a friend here. Right. And we had something to talk about all the time, whether it was yeah. our day, something that we were thinking about, something that we saw, and... That was what I appreciated the most. <laughs> I don't think I, I, I might have told you this. Um, my homegirl at the time, well, she's still my friend, Tori. I told her about you and just how awesome of a, of a person you were. And she was pretty much like my wingman. She was just like, you need to let her know how you feel. Because there came a point where I was like, do I like this girl? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> like, I was actually afraid. Like, yeah. do I actually have feelings for this girl? Like, this is kind of crazy. Should I tell her? I don't know if I should tell her. Like, this was where I was, like, in my head. And Tori, she was just like, you got to let this girl know. Like, this, I've never seen you. I've never heard you talk about a person like this. Like, she was, like, all for it. So, shout out to Tori. You, <laughs> you did this. <laughs> <laughs> you did this and so kind of fast forward a little bit this was around may no june because the finals was going on yeah. that was, was during the 2016 nba finals yep that which is so funny we don't really watch like basketball like that anymore but at that time no we, we were both were really into it at that time like i remember that year i was really into basketball which i've always kind of like followed sports off and on i've never been like a three years i follow the sport but like right i've always just kind of been off and on with every sport that i followed same same and <laughs> man sometimes i wish you were actually in new york just to listen to my parents talk about how the game's going on you just, <laughs> you just imagine my mom just like where's Le who's lebron what is <laughs> which one am i rooting for <laughs> which was <laughs> Which was the Warriors and which was the Cavaliers? She'd be cheering for the wrong team. <laughs> she definitely, I'm pretty sure she did at one point. Like she, I'm just that was just hilarious. Just thinking about that. Were you and, with your parents during that game that you text me about stuff? No, I oh, was. Okay. I was in my room. Oh okay. Yeah, like oh, when those when those games go go on, sometimes they watch and just yeah. Watching my mom watch sports is sometimes very funny. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this happened during the finals. And what did I say? Something along the lines, I'm interested in you type of thing. Like, yeah. I just said, I rolled it into somehow. Yeah, you really, like, I'm from, if my memory serves me correct, and I'm pretty sure it does. You talked about, I really have enjoyed getting to know you. And I'm interested in going, you know, seeing where this goes in that type of way. 
It was okay. very like it wasn't like, hey, I'm so crazy about you, or you know, right. it was like it was a very like, hey, I'm interested, you know, and like mm -hmm. it was it was a very like respectful way to let me know like, hey, I'm enjoying our friendship, but like I'm really interested to see if you know where this could go. Right. And I remember because <laughs> I was at my friend's apartment because. I lived in the same uh, complex as my friend did, but we were in like different buildings. Yeah. So I was across the street at my friend's apartment. So I'm sitting there watching the finals <laughs> <laughs> and I am just, you know, I'm there because she had TV and I didn't have TV. And so I remember the text coming across like my phone and I read it and my mouth dropped. Like it had completely <laughs> dropped and my friend was like, what? What's happening? What's going on? And I was just like, I was dead, like stunned. Like I was actually shook. Like, yeah. because I think in my head, I had like really just told myself like, he's never going to be interested in me. Like I'm going to keep it casual as a friend. Mm -hmm. He's in New York. I'm in Michigan. Like it's probably never gonna go anywhere other than a friendship, and I was okay with that. At the you know, like in the fact that you know, if we just are friends, I you know, it was okay at that time because I was just like, what's the reality of us having a long distance relationship? And I think part of that was because my like had most recent relationship was like super against long distance, and that's yeah. why we had kind of ended. And so it was like not even in my had really to do long distance. What, would the, what was their logic with being against long... I'm, I'm just... It's just me kind of going off on a tangent here, but I get it. Long distance can be hard. It was hard. That's why they didn't want to do it. Okay, but so it's it just... It just like, wasn't the person for me, babe, because if it's the person, you'll do what you got to do for them. Yeah, that's true, but I'm just... What would... But why is it so hard... For someone to be in a relationship with someone that's in a different state. Like, it's a relationship is all about communication. Right. Now, this, unless, what's really sad is it wasn't even a different state. We only lived a couple hours from each other. And they couldn't handle that? Like I said, wasn't the person for me. <laughs> Shout out to you. You a dummy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so when I sent that text I was super nervous because I was afraid that she was just gonna say well I appreciate that but I kind of want to just keep it as a friendship or kind of just a polite way of just saying yeah no I'm not I'm do you not. remember what I replied no, I don't. Well, it's funny. Wait, no, 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 I take that back. I think you said something about you were interested in me too. No, I didn't. You didn't say that? No, because it was a, <laughs> it was a week later. And I remember because I felt so horrible. Wait, you didn't text me until a week later? No, no, I text you back. But apparently... My memory is bad sometimes. <laughs> My reply, because I, I remember I replied to you, and I, I think I said, like, oh, that's so sweet. Or something, like, very, oh, like, general. Yeah. Because, like, and it was funny because in the moment, I didn't realize I had done anything, like, like to let him think that I wasn't interested. But, like, it was a week later, and he texts me, and he's like, 
So, you know, I told you I was interested in you. Are you interested in me? And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, he's thought this whole time that I wasn't interested in him. Like, I thought he, like, knew yeah. from my reply. So, yeah, poor guy. He's a champ. Listen, when, you, when, when a guy opens up their heart to you or says something, like, open, I'm just going to speaking to fellas here and girls and you say something like oh that's sweet i mean i don't think that's what i in said your, but in our head you don't you don't like us no i don't think i said that all that hold on no i didn't say all oh, that's so sweet i know that's condescending um i that's not what i said i said something like i think i asked you really like are you like it was more of a a question response and I think that's why you weren't sure and you did that also when I told you that I loved you oh yeah I asked a few of you asked that uh, you asked that and so when you did that I was just like oh am I do I do I do I really love her does it like which was like two months okay so we're skipping ahead again. So he told me he liked me in June. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was April we began talking. June he told me he liked me. Mm-hmm. And then from then, like, we were talking every single day. And then it was in July. July the date? 23rd or 22nd. If I seen a calendar, I would know because it was a, sun, a Saturday night going into a I Sunday. I am so impressed with you. Um... <laughs> I remember we're on FaceTime, it's like 3 in the morning at this point, and I'm like thinking I have to be up for church, but I just can't stop talking to him, you know, because you're in that like early stage, like, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to be on the phone. Um, oh yeah, those cupcaking days. <laughs> and so I remember like we were talking and you were just telling me how much I meant to you really. And it was funny because in my head I was like, oh gosh, is he gonna tell me he loves me? And this is like, like the perfect like rom romantic movie right here. Like, like rom com moment. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> this whole relationship is just a rom com come to life. I know. Get a hold of us for the right star story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so it's funny because I can remember like I was I had only ever said that word like or that phrase I should say to one other person in my entire life. I took the phrase, I love you, very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my head, like, as you were saying all these really nice things about me and how you were feeling, I was like, oh, gosh, is he going to say I love you? Like, it kind of scared me because I have abandonment issues and I'm you know I've dealt with a lot of those but at the time they were still very fresh and I had some you know trust issues as well but he told me so he tells me he's like you know what no I love you and I was just like are you sure (laughs) and he was like I think it threw him off because he got really quiet and I I had to make sure because if I said yes or no, depending on what I said, was gonna really determine my future. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, like if you had said, well, I guess I'm not really sure yet, I would have still talked to you because it would have been honest. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but like you really took a second. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I am actually very sure, and I was just like, oh terrified on the inside you know but i was i was terrified too yeah 
and I, 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 yeah, it was, it was, it was like a scary moment. I like, I told Alora the other day, which is a, one of my clients. Shout out to Alora. Um, and friends, yes. Shout out to Alora. And shout out to Ken. And yeah. <laughs> the whole family. The whole Brown family. Um, <laughs> and I was telling her that like, part of me was like, Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Like I like part of me was like trying to run away from it because I was it was scared me. But I it was a good scare. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a bad thing. It was just it was like, oh gosh, there's this really great guy who's actually interested in me and he's actually proven to be a good guy this far. And it was just a scary moment because I really hadn't had that in a long time. Right. And so yeah, from there we planned my trip to New York because believe it or not it's a lot cheaper to go from Michigan to New York than New York to Michigan and I also had more flexibility with my job at the time than he did so it just made more sense for me to go out there so any of those people who are like he should have came to you hush yeah let's let's just clear that out the way yes it was it made more sense for her to come yes. see me have and my time. pastor knew about him prior all of we went through all the right channels okay yeah we didn't we didn't make we didn't skip no steps we did right. this right being with you everybody saw how happy i was everybody saw there was a glow it was funny because for me i was experiencing those that side of things too but i hadn't even realized how much until i heard my grandma had made the comment to someone that i was the happiest she had ever seen me and i smiled more than she had ever seen me smile Mm -hmm. and it was funny because like i knew how i felt about you but i didn't realize that (laughs) other people could see such a difference in me too Mm -hmm. because people did they asked me you know a lot like you know you seem so happy you know and I was and I think it was just it was a healthy relationship that we were in and it wasn't yeah well I know (laughs) I'm just saying in the you know beginning we didn't like start out toxic or anything crazy like we've had a very healthy relationship Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but I think that was a huge that was a huge thing for me, and God knew that because I did not want to be in an unhealthy relationship again in my life. Man, when when she first came down to New York, to New York, <laughs> this, this was, was like, October. Yes, so no, yeah, it was the beginning yeah. of October because my youth concert was. Yes, so we are those crazy people who actually had never spent time together. We had been dating from July to October. Is it, hold on, is it really crazy nowadays? It's two, It's 2020. It's still crazy that you, we never spent any time together. But I feel but like... dated for six months. I guess it's because I've, I've heard stories of couples who never were, like, face-to-face, but they were together, like, long distance for a long time. See, I've never heard of stories like that. Okay. I always hear, like, they met, then they did long distance. Oh, no, I've heard a couple were... Oh, Actually, it was um, it was a video I saw on Jubilee, mm. that channel that we always go, that we always watch, like yeah, the middle yeah. ground. If you've never seen that YouTube channel, Jubilee, check that out because they 
talk about so much. Like they have like the yeah. If you I, like to hear about topics that like people don't like to talk about or don't talk about very often, like middle ground, like yeah. atheists and Christians talking together and having conversations. It's not like they're attacking each other. It's just people who come together and actually have conversation. And there was one show, one, this is a series that they have where they take two people from like a, like a different, from a relationship, like maybe a father and a son or a, a husband and a wife or whatever. They had this couple who were long distance for I think two or three years. That was their first time meeting. That's crazy. And they went through all the questions and all that. So when you say that, I was like, no. It's not that good. It's not that weird nowadays because people do yeah. that. I guess for me it was kind of crazy like thinking about it. I was like, because it's it's weird. Like how do you tell somebody you're dating somebody that you've never actually spent any time with? You know? Like, <laughs> okay. Random. I did that one time. Did what? Told somebody that I was dating someone but I oh. never met them. Back in back in college, I this, this was a catfish. This was a catfish moment. So... You go off into these tangents. <laughs> it was, it just it just happened. It, it happened to me. I won't get into the old details, but it basically He got catfished. I got catfished. Yeah. And yeah, it was a bad bad. But experience. we were FaceTiming constantly, so it wasn't like we weren't spending time together. We just weren't around each other physically. Mm-hmm. Um, but we I mean we had FaceTime dates all the time. We talked every night on FaceTime. It wasn't like we had no clue anything about each other. Like we seen each other eat on FaceTime. Like it wasn't like you know what I mean? It's just yeah, it is what it is. I heard the morning voice on FaceTime plenty of times, so Yeah, morning voice, sleep morning voice, face, morning all air. those things, yeah, all of that. <laughs> um, so, what I was, what I was going to originally talk yeah, about sorry. was when you first came, first came to, New to New York. That was like the ultimate test run of yeah. our relationship. <laughs> it because was. It like was I, for both of us. Like we said, this was our first time meeting face to face and so this could make or break the relationship. Like yeah. she was there for what was like a week? No, I was there a couple for days. five days. Five days. Okay, just short of a week. Yeah. And so the f- one moment I remember <laughs> <laughs> Don't you make fun of me. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, one thing I remember she d- was praying for, she told me about this, was if I was the one for her, I needed to open her doors. Okay, so wait. I'm going to let explain that. Yeah, so... That was not, like, the one sign I had asked from God. No, 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 but it was one of the signs. Yes, so well, what happened was is I didn't pray that until I actually got to New York because I got there on a Thursday. His mom picked me up while he was at work, and his mom picked me up, and I hung out with his mom for the day until he had gotten out of work. Mm -hmm. And when he got out of work, we, like, ran some errands, I think. Or, no, yeah, we hung out for a little while, and then we ran to, like, the store and all of that. Well, during this whole time, he had not opened my car door. And I'm, like I said, I'm an old soul. I'm old fashioned. Mm -hmm. So, it is what it is. So, it's Friday morning and I'm just, like, killing time because while he was at work, like, I was with his parents and I just really didn't have anything to do besides sit there and talk to God. (laughs) And... (laughs) 
I was really and you guys, you like, got some free time. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I was sitting there and I was just like going through the whole night before, like in my head because you know that was our first time like being around each other, and I was like, Lord, he did not open my car door, and I was like, I need to know this is right. You know, and I was like, if this is right, because I don't want to be in this if this isn't right, if this isn't your will, right? then I need him to open my car door because <laughs> I believe a man that you want me to be with would open my car door. <laughs> like, this is literally what I'm telling God, okay? It might be ridiculous to some of y'all, but this was, this was a real thing for This was legit for, for me, okay? Fellas, you should open your your lady's car door. He still does to this day, y'all. I literally get mad at him when she touches the door handle. He does. I get yelled at sometimes. Not yelled, yelled, but just like, hey, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, literally, and he had no idea I prayed this prayer. Not a clue. Okay? I never mentioned this to him at all. And so he got out of work that day and he came over to get me and um, from that point on, he never not opened my car door. And I was just like this is because <laughs> it was like it happened so instantly like I mean the next time he's seen me the whole night before he had never done it and we went like a couple places I think like two stores or something was that the night we chilled at the parking lot of the grocery store yeah when we just like chilled outside and talked and threw your hat around and you know all that yeah um so that was, okay look just random but that was like one of the cutest moments that I could think of because we literally the store was closed we're just chilling in the parking lot. No, we it was, were open still. It was just like later at night. It, it was, was close like to 9 closing PM. time. Yeah. Because I think the store closes at 10. Okay. Um, but we were just chilling. Like talking in the parking lot. Just embracing each other. We're just like, I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you're here. I can't believe and we're doing this. Like we were that. just so in shock. It's the first day that yeah. we were like together. We're just like basically sitting on the trunk of your car. And like innocence mm -hmm. and just like talking and like it was one of those moments like is this real life because we had been talking over a screen for five months at this point mm -hmm. and so um yeah it was I mean it was great but yeah so from that point on he had opened my car door and there were so many things that happened on that trip that were confirmations from God it wasn't just that one thing like I prayed constantly about this relationship because I was very big on I do not want to be in a relationship that is not the will of God. I have done that too many times and I don't want to do it again. And God just let me know. And I mean, there were times I tried to tell God, like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. Because I'm just, I was skeptical. Not because there was anything wrong with him. Not because I didn't love him, but because I was scared. And every time I would get a little skeptical, God would just be like, whop on the head. And he'd show me something that just made me know that it was right. He just, he just, he just would just look at you just like you were saying. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> every time you were like, are you sure this is supposed to work? And then he makes it work. And it's like, you know, what was that that you were talking about? Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of having a relationship that's in the will of God, because when it is, 
you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. It works out every single time. Yeah, and that was the thing too, is after that trip, I knew, you know, like I knew it was right. And mm -hmm. I knew that, um, you know, it's like that when you know, you know, we talk about that's kind of been our whole thing in our relationship. Yeah. And just because you know doesn't mean you won't have moments where you're like, you know, is this still good? Is it, you know, we're human, you know, we're human people, but. We're human people. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just sounded funny in my head. I'm We're sorry. We're humans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways. I love you. My point is I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, like we just knew at that point, I think. And I think I knew pretty quick and he knew pretty quick, like after that trip. I think it really solidified because I went back in December. Mm-hmm. For Christmas and the first that, Christmas with like, the Jamaican family. Yes, my favorite Christmas. But yeah, so you were talking about something about my first trip there. Was that it? Is you that was wanted it. to talk about that? I didn't know if there was anything that. That was uh, that was just that trip was just like I said that trip was super important because yes. it just it's it confirmed to us. Yeah, it sealed the sealed the deal, and confirmed to us that this was not only we've been wanting, but this is the relationship that God wanted us to have. Yeah, and that's also something that's important too. Like when you're at that place of like figuring out who you want to be with, what you want to do. Like when God has that person for you. The paths will always cross at the right time. Yeah. And not saying that necessarily you shouldn't like... I mean, okay, let me kind of like rephrase it. Because I was just... I read something the other day on Twitter where someone said, if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, you basically shouldn't be dating. And at, that was my reaction too. She just made the funny like screw face, just like, huh? And I'm like, at first I was like, that's wild. Why would you say that? But then I think he was trying to say like, if you're really trying to find the right person, you shouldn't have to date a bunch of people because the one that God has for you, he lets that happen at the at the time that he feels it is appropriate. Like I could have dated other people before I met her. Right. She could have dated other people after. We could have said, you know what, this probably isn't going to work out and still and end up dating someone else outside it. Like, we could have right. never ended up being together. Right. But would that have been the will of God? No. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because, like, people will say, well, you guys crossed paths at IBC. But we were so different in 2014 than we were in 2016. We were two total, like, we were different people than who we were at that time. And it's funny because I think God knew that that needed to happen because had I not known him from IBC, I probably still would have never responded to his message. Yeah. Because I would have been like, you don't know me, like some random you know, dude from yeah, New York sending a message from to New you. York. Like I probably never would have responded had I not known him from IBC. Yeah. Um, and well, not only that, but we would have never connected on social media. You know what I mean? Not not saying that I couldn't have worked it out to where we would have met still. But I'm just saying, like, God knows what we need and God has a plan. And yeah, it's just, it's, I lost my train of thought. But. <laughs>
like God orchestrates things in his time because before it would not have been his time at all. When we were IBC, that was not the time for us. Like we, it just was not the time for us. If that had happened, we probably would not be together today. Like, listen, sometimes for some of y'all, y'all might have already crossed paths with your future spouse and you just didn't realize it. Because mm -hmm. I, if you would have told me, and this is nothing necessarily against her, right. but if you would have told me, well, how old was I one at that time? 23, 24, that I was going to marry her. This, like, if you if you pointed her out to me, to me at college and right. said, that's going to be your wife. I would have looked at you and said, uh, one, how do you know that? Two, you're lying. Right. Because in my head, I didn't, I would have never expected that. When we were dating, I said to them, if somebody would have told me when I was at IVC that I was going to marry the guy who made beats all the time, <laughs> I would have probably laughed at them, like <laughs> laughed, like just laughed. Because for one, I was just like, don't know the guy from Adam. And not only that, but like in my head, I was just like, at that time, it, it's just crazy. Crazy to think like she didn't want to SoundCloud rapper. Huh? <laughs> she didn't want to. I was just saying you didn't want to date a SoundCloud rapper. Oh stop! It wasn't <laughs> even that. It was just like I didn't know you. You know what I mean? And not only that, but like at that, t it's funny because we both looked so different back then. Mm -hmm. I don't think either one of us would have been attracted to each other at that time. Mm -hmm. But in 2016, we were both on our game. We were on our and game. <laughs> I was and under 200. I was feeling myself. I didn't realize how skinny I was. Every time I look at myself from back then, I'm like, yo, I was a twig. And I thought I was like kind of big back then. I was skinny. Now you guys real skinny. It's funny because like IBC you weren't, you were thicker. I was thicker but my gut but, was out. Yeah, you were just, you were still young though so you saw like, you had like that almost baby chub in a sense. But you weren't a bit, you know what the I mean? The freshman like, 15 never left me. Yeah. And for <laughs> me, just I 15. was born with the freshman 15. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things like, it was about that time actually, my second semester at IBC is when I got really like into healthy eating and healthy lit lifestyle. And I had lost like 160 pounds. And then that's when in 2016. And I weighed 160 pounds at that time. <laughs> she literally lost me and then got me back. <laughs> lost 160 pounds, gained 160 pounds. Wow. <laughs> we were in totally different places. We looked totally different. Like it, it was funny because when we connected, he didn't even realize I was the girl from IBC until he went back and looked at my pictures, and then his mind was blown. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I really was trying to figure out where do I know you from? Where mm -hmm. have I seen you? How do I? How are we connected in some right. way? Because when you're in, when you're 
I don't know for anyone who's listening that hasn't been there before, when you are a student at IBC and people know it, you get a bunch of friend requests while you're a student there. Oh my gosh, the amount of people who friend request me after I left IBC just because my profile said I attended IBC. I'm, I have friends on my Facebook that I don't know from Adam because they over or IBC stuff. They cleaned out a lot of them because so I'm just like, I don't know y'all. Yeah, I, I ain't got the time to do all that. But yeah, it's just being from that school, it just has that kind of reputation mm -hmm. that you just get so many friend requests. And so it was just like, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought in that yeah, part. Yeah, we're kind of going off on tangents. Well, this is a good conversation, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure the listener is going to be completely okay with this too. So now we've kind of covered our beginning as mm -hmm. far as our initial love story or dating goes. If you're still here at bless this you. point, bless you. <laughs> I didn't realize that this was going to be a long one, but then again, this is a lot that we're covering. Yes, it's, it's four years of content. Yeah. So. <laughs> if you want to call it that, but or that social media age. <laughs> we're turning so. it into content. <laughs> we're turning it into content. <laughs> so I apologize if it's long, but... Yeah. This is this is a lot, and yeah. we I personally am enjoying kind of just opening up our what our our relationship and kind of yeah. just letting you guys in on what makes us us. So yes, so we dated. It was 2016 July that we started dating. Yes, I went to New York quite a few times actually a lot. a lot. I went in October for the youth concert there. Mm -hmm. He came to Michigan for our thanksgiving with my family mm -hmm. in november and then i went back to new york in you december went, i think you came to new york like seven times that number keeps sticking out to me like you it were was, there like seven I, eight times within like our first year of dating yeah i think and so. i was in michigan probably three yeah i came to new york a lot more because i had availability with my job i worked two jobs but i was able to request time off from both of them uh, very like easily thankfully because mm -hmm. the lord knew that those were the jobs i needed at the time and yeah i would go out to new york a lot and then for all those people who are thinking well you're spending lots of money no not always he helped me with tickets as well we would like try to be fair you know because i couldn't just afford to be paying money out like that i was i lived on my own for four years so yeah like you know we were very responsible with what we were spending and i could usually get tickets super cheap um i'm like the queen of cheap so like not in like a cheap cheap way but like in a, i can find things cheap <laughs> this is how i just this is random but this is how i describe brie when it comes to finances she's bougie in her mind but frugal in reality yeah like she thinks gucci but she buys great value <laughs> That, that, Look, is, that is her. I'm working on that Gucci budget, okay? <laughs> I have started a business. I am on my way. No, I'm not ever really trying to buy name brand. Name brand is not important to me. I would rather be financially stable and be able to give and be able to help others and be able to have a good life than worry about if I can afford Louis Vuitton or Gucci or whoever else. Yes, and I'm very good at making sure we look good on a budget. <laughs> 
We be doing good on a budget. True that. Okay, back to yes. the time. So we did long distance relationship for a year. Yes. Well, actually full two years if you count our engagement too. But yeah. at this point, it was NAYC for those of you who are apostolic and know what that is. For those that don't, it it's a, North American Youth Congress. Yes. It is a biannual church conference that happens in select large cities across the country. Basically, young people from all over the country, all over the world come, and we have church in arenas for about three days. It's amazing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But in 2017, it was hosted in Indianapolis, and... Which is where IVC is, for those who don't know. And it was where we met, and so, for me, it was important to do... It was important to propose to her there, just because, for me, that was where everything started. So, to me, it just made sense to just add another chapter in that area. We met there, we didn't start dating there, obviously, but we that was where the, the path officially crossed. Right. And so, to me, it just made sense take to... Take it back to the beginning. Almost. Yeah, take it back to the beginning to start the next chapter. And so, getting ready to propose to her <laughs> was so hard because, one, you should never... When, when you're about to do something big like propose and or anything like that, don't go on social media because all you're going to see is everybody doing all the crazy proposals and then you're sitting there just like, but I only have $3 in my account. What am I going <laughs> to do? So... But that was the thing, though, that I'm kind of learning with Brie is she doesn't need all the fancy stuff. That was kind of something that was very real with both between both of us. She was more simple than I am. Yes. Being from New York, being yes, I'm I'm bougie, and as time goes on, I'm realizing just how spoiled and privileged I was. (laughs) Um, she like like I said, where she was from, much simpler, didn't need all the fancy stuff. Whereas from being from New York and Long Island, seeing all the extravagant things, if you didn't go big, you didn't do anything at all. And so I was kind of like, do I do this? big celebration do i make a private thing do i what what am i gonna do yeah but then it got to a point where it just didn't matter exactly what i did i just needed to do it because i wanted to get married to her we both knew that was where our relationship was going it was just a matter of how are we gonna get to that next chapter yeah and so literally all i did was i got the ring before congress and and the day that we just hung out, yeah. like just went to go get food. This it was it was hard to hang out with her because I came to Indy with my youth group and we were rolling like 150 deep. Like flew down with the bus. I didn't have a car. She had her car, but she had some young people with her. Mm-hmm. So we really didn't have time to ourselves. Right. But the closest thing I could get was if she. She picks me up from like the hotel or we meet somewhere I can hang out with her for the time that in between services right and then that was kind of where I was gonna do it yeah and so we hung out went to go get some food then we went downtown and 
I actually told my friends that I was gonna do this. They even knew I was gonna do this before I did it. Mm -hmm. Like, my buddy Dre, shout out to you, Dre, flashback 2016 when I went to Costa Rica and we were FaceTiming. Mm -hmm. I told her, I told him, like, I'm gonna marry this girl. So, like, he already knew, people already knew, they could see it coming a mile away that, like, I'm proposing, this is gonna be it. And so, we went downtown, went to the memorial, and we just had it set up where we were gonna take, we were gonna have our friends take pictures of us, and I think it was, how, how did I do, how did I exactly do it? Did I? So, you had it set up where they were all hanging out at the circle. Yeah. And then we came, like, D was taking pictures of just everything, Shout basically. And then you asked for her to take our picture. Yes. And it was funny because everybody lined up while she's just going to take our picture. And it was like in that moment, I was like, oh, it's about to happen at first. At, at first, I didn't because we're just standing there taking a picture. And then as we're like standing there, I'm like noticing like more and more people are just standing there in a line and they're all smiling. And I was just like it like the moment he went to his knee it hit me like oh like before he hit the ground I knew what was happening mm -hmm. but it was just like taking time to process and then he goes down to propose to me as they're all standing there <laughs> honestly I keep going back and forth in my head did I kneel on the right knee I didn't know that there was a wrong knee to kneel I felt on. like there was a wrong knee because I keep going back and forth in my head even to this day I'm like did I do it right did I, didn't, I do it wrong I don't think there is a wrong knee I don't know I was so nervous I didn't know if I was doing <laughs> anything right <laughs> but that's yeah. funny. It was, I was super nervous. Like, Oh yeah, I could tell he was nervous because that day we were hanging out and we went to eat and he barely touched his food. And it was Wingstop, um, so like, and I go ham on Wingstop. Exactly. Um, and not only that, but like, I was just like, something's up with him. And so I was pretty suspicious that that was what was going to happen because it was right after our one year anniversary of being together and I always told told him it was shortly after our one year anniversary and I had told him previously in our relationship that if he didn't know that he wanted to marry me within a year then it wasn't it wasn't gonna happen it wasn't gonna happen and or like it wasn't like I guess for me if you don't know if you're serious about a person within a year then they're probably not for you it's important not to be dating or engaged too long because you can get too comfortable you mm -hmm. can start crossing boundaries that shouldn't be crossed they're yes. just it opens up doors sometimes that don't need to be opened up i just personally that's just my view on it i mean i know there are people who have long engagements long relationships and that's between them and you know god and their pastor and all of that um and each other but for me i knew that i did not want to be doing a long distance relationship for four years before we even like said a like oh we're engaged type of thing or anything like that um so yeah so i had kind of had a suspicion that it was going to happen in indeed and it was funny because he actually took me to the canals in Indy. And if you know where that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot we did that. And it was so nice. It was beautiful down there. The light was like, the lighting was just, you know, very like 
dim, romantic. We're walking along the water and I'm just thinking like, this would be perfect. Like, you know, this, he's going to propose and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember people to see being so like this would have been so cute and so romantic why didn't he propose like <laughs> and I was like maybe he's not gonna do it and if he doesn't do it like what then like you know just all those things because I felt that it was coming I knew it was coming it's actually funny because the trip that I had made to New York previous to NYC I had been actually expecting him to do it then and he didn't and I was kind of like soul crushed really oh yeah you expected me to do it then yeah I honestly I was there for, for the 4th of July I was kind of expecting like oh we'll watch fireworks he'll propose to me under the fireworks it'll be a whole pretty thing and I think you hadn't even bought the ring no I didn't yeah at that point like, I didn't even think about I didn't anything. know that though but like in my head like I was just like this would be perfect we're you know right at that almost year time like you know what I mean it was just in my head you know I'm gross yet they dream it all up um, <laughs> yeah y'all do dream it all details up and here we are just not even figuring what we're gonna do the next day yeah so it's funny but yeah it ended up happening I think the last day of NAYC no the second last day second the last day yeah so it was yeah. the middle day mm -hmm. my bad and it was great it was wonderful amazing um, I feel like I, I was so happy you after it happened it was just like it's weird like I even though she technically wasn't we weren't married she had the ring on and it was like yeah I did it I actually proposed and she said yes like I am engaged like this is it was like a big step for me it's just something Something about it just was fulfilling. And I think it was just because I was at that place where I was ready to settle down. I was ready to just marry the right person. Right. And I, I was one step closer to doing that. Mm -hmm. And it was with someone that I was madly in love with. And I was just pretty much showing her off that, that like, after that He happened. really was. He's taking me around to everybody. <laughs> like, we're not even saying hi to everyone. It's just like, hey, Matt, look at her hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really was. He was like, he was literally just taking my hand and showing it to his friends. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I am mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were happy about it too. Yes. So yeah, after that, um, we were engaged for not even a year. Not a full year. We um, got engaged July 27th. Yes. And we got married April 28th of 2018. Mm -hmm. So it was July of 17 and then april of 18 yeah um and yeah those like engagement months like those they were, were great rough. but they were rough like just because it's so like well to put it like this i actually was going through a lot of health issues during our entire relationship god bless him for loving me through them <laughs> um but i had been dealing with some serious health issues um, between some back problems and back pain I was having that was almost debilitating to having horrible vertigo, dizzy, ear, like 
your imbalance attacks. But we, yeah, I had been to doctor after doctor after doctor. Nobody could diagnose it. So I'm just going through a lot of health issues. I'm going through working two jobs during these health issues and planning the wedding basically on my own. Like his mom helped me with like some of the planning. Um, but the majority of my wedding was planned on my own. Um, and so. And she was super mad. That was. Superwoman. Yes. I'm Superman. She's Superman. Um, but yeah, so it was just like a long eight. Was it eight months? Yeah. I think around eight months, I eight or so. nine. Um, nine months, I think. Yeah, I think I think it was around nine months. But yeah, so it was just a rough time. Like it wasn't that it was bad or anything. It was just we had a lot going on and we weren't able to see each other as much because we were saving up for the wedding. Um, saving for the honeymoon. Uh, saving for the honeymoon. Saving all of up that. For after Right, and so it was a lot, just a lot going on, and then we finally get to wedding day. I was actually going to kind of go into, like, when we were getting to the tail end of the engagement, where we were planning, we were talking about what we were going to do next, where we were going to move to, because... You wanted to leave Michigan oh, so bad. I, wa- I just wanted to get out of Michigan. Not, there's nothing wrong with Michigan. I just have been here the majority of my life, and I was ready to, like, go on a new adventure because I was going to be newly married. And, um, and I wanted to get out of New York because yeah. I felt like my time was coming to an end in New York. Yeah. And so we were just like, are we going to just go to a random state or is one of us just going to have to take the L and just stay where they're born? Yeah. And, <laughs> and for a while, we didn't, we didn't know. Yeah, we, we didn't know. Could well, not. well, it's really funny because God had given me a dream and gave Matt a vision. Yes. But because we, you know, how it gets when it's like months on months, he'd been applying to jobs, nothing was coming through, it was getting really close to the wedding, and we we're like, okay, well, is that just, was that a vision for a later time in our life? You know, you know how if you are close to God, you know how you can get when those types of things are happening. So, yeah, we were just kind of at that place where it's like okay are we gonna be in Michigan for real is that what God has because the no job was coming through we were gonna have to live in a one-bedroom apartment which is fine a lot of married couples do that but my apartment was not the biggest apartment and I had been there for four years so I had quite a lot of stuff like there was really no space for him to bring in everything you know from his home so we had to get a storage unit for that we also just knew that we couldn't really move even though as far as apartments go just because I had had my apartment for four years and I had a really good rate Um, but it was also going to be raised, which would have been very expensive. And then, uh, you know, rent is just expensive just about anywhere these days. Basically. So we were just really kind of like stuck because we'd really been looking into buying a house at this point. Because we were like, okay, well, we need to buy a house or, um, or we want to buy a house. And that made more sense than renting because for one, it's a lot cheaper to buy a house, which is crazy, but it's true than it is to rent. Um, but. But no job had come through, so we couldn't get financing until a job came through. Um, and then it was like the week before the wedding. Yeah, the week before the wedding, um, I was planning on 
moving. I officially moved out of New York the week before. You moved to Michigan the 17th, so yeah. Yeah, like about a week before the wedding. 11 days before. Yeah, so about just under two weeks before. Yeah. And at this point, it was a, it was just a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an official job. Um, we didn't have an official like place to stay, so I was... Mm. So you were kind of staying with a friend. Yeah. I had to stay in their in their apartment while yeah. until until we got married. Yeah. And the week that week that I got there, God just made everything just kind of fall into place. Yeah. So actually, before that, I came down. We were searching for a house. Yeah, early April you came because we had a wedding shower at the church. Yes, wedding shower, and we did some and house we did searching, some house hunting, which is when we found our current house. Yes, and so we looked at probably like twenty houses. Oh, more than that. Yeah, we we, we at so visited maybe half that, but we like listed probably twenty, thirty houses. Yeah, because and we actually looked for a house. In a different town because originally we thought he was going to be able to transfer his job but the Lord just said nope on that one because they messed it all up and it just never ended up happening which thank God. The biggest blessing we were doing a bunch of house hunting and then this time there were four houses that we were planning on looking at. We were supposed to look at 14 houses Oh yeah, and and the day we show up to look at the houses our realtor says there's only three. Yes, three and the one that we're currently in now this was the first house that we looked at when I walked into the house I just had the feeling that this was it. Yeah, he pretty much from the minute he walked in, he was sold almost, and I was like skeptical because that's just my nature. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was just like, "Well, oh, the rooms are kind of small. The kitchen's not all the way there," and and I'm just like, "This is this is it. This is what well, we started it, with." For me, it wasn't even that the kitchen. The kitchen, I could deal with it because I remember thinking this kitchen's actually not bad because it was a small kitchen. Because I'm, I'm, I like to cook. So to me, it was very important that the kitchen was a good functional kitchen. Yes. And this kitchen had good storage space, even though it was a smaller kitchen. It had good counter space. So I was okay with the kitchen. I was worried about the living room because it was a very small living room. And I was used to very open living rooms. Like my whole life, we just always had good sized living rooms. So that is what like I was a little unsure of. Yeah. But as we went through the house, I began to like it more. And then yeah. we looked at the other two houses. And so the other two houses... Houses were just trash. No, yeah, they were just tritted it ash. Yeah, they were not it. They like it was it was like we got house fished. Like it was a catfish. Yeah, because of they house. were both quote unquote newly renovated. Um, and they one of them just looked. One of them Rotten. had like roof rot, and it, they you could tell that they had updated it, but they just kind of like did what they could, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And the other one was like water damage in the house, like just it, we didn't even look at the upstairs in the house because it, we had seen enough in the downstairs. And this one that we're in, this had was been a house completely remodeled. Yeah, completely remodeled. The homeowners never even lived here; they no, they, rented they rented it out, and then they flipped it after they stopped renting, and that's and when they rented 
renovated pretty much the whole house. Like none of the appliances in the kitchen were used before. Um, I think they put new um, flooring, flooring. like everything was new. Basically, yeah. the bathrooms had never been used. Like yeah, it, it was brand new. It yeah, brand Basically. new house. We got it for a steal, and we got the keys to the house a month after we got married. Yes. So and we got married the 28th of April. We moved into the house May 30th. And when it came now for the job part, yeah. again, this all happened within a week of, within the, the, the week that I came in. Mm -hmm. So a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Lane, he put in a good word for me um, as a recommendation for the job that he I used to work at because mm -hmm. I don't work there anymore. Um, went in for the interview. So I went to the first one. They said, can you do an interview on Thursday? I think I went in Tuesday. You went uh, in on a Wednesday. 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 Yo, okay, so and it was the next day. you'll hear from us next week is what yes. we told you originally. And then they called the next day. And like I said, they usually have their second interview weeks in advance. Yeah. I had it the next day. Went in for the second interview. Then they said, you'll probably hear from us the earliest yeah, Monday. Monday. Keep that in mind. The earliest they said that they would call me to confirm if I was going to get the job or not was Monday. Not even an hour into leaving that that yeah. job. So roughly about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, they called me up and said, we would like to give you the job. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this was a God thing. Yeah, and they were fine with him starting after our honeymoon. Like, there was no issues with that. They were, yeah. it was just, it was a God thing. It was. It made buying time. our house a million times easier. Um, it was just everything. Well, we still had a place. bunch of things that we had to paperwork. Well, that was that's just buying dumb. a house in general. Like, there's so much stuff that goes in the buying house so much and so work. yeah got the job a week after week into moving in and again before that when i was in new york couldn't get anything yeah a week into moving in got a job yeah. a month after moving in got the house it was like God put everything in the right time. And Sometimes this, you just have to take a step of faith. That was something like we found out when we it, were planning know? the the wedding. Mm -hmm. We just had to take a step of faith because we were so in our heads about what yeah. we were going to do, where we were going to go. And then I think we went to... And our, uh, we both went to our pastors. Yes. Because your pastor told you that he believed you were going to be in Michigan. Yes. And my pastor said, told me that um, he that God was sending Matt to Michigan. Yes. And so we both kind of were like, okay, we just need to know, like, we just need to act on that. You know, yeah. if the men of God in our lives are, like, leading us in the same exact direction, then we know that that's what God is saying. Because God puts those shepherds in our life for a reason. Yes. Yes. And so we just took that step of faith once we were like, okay, well, it's going to be Michigan. Yeah. And God worked it out. Yeah, here we are now. Yeah, almost two years later. Oh, yeah, almost two years. And marriage has been... Experience. Like, it, it's an experience, but it's it's a beautiful journey. Yeah. Um, You know... <laughs> oh, let me, I, I know you're going to get serious, but let me just kind of get a little silly on this part. So this... This was this happened during Friendsgiving. 
this recent Friendsgiving. So we were at our our friend Sam. No, actually, it wasn't our friend Sam's house, but she hosted a party, a yeah, Friendsgiving party, friend's house, yeah. And it was me, my buddy Dwight, um, Nate, and Kendall. We were all downstairs just watching the game, mm-hmm. and they had some chips and queso upstairs. Yeah, Bree was up there just with the friends. I think someone mentioned it, but I just oh, I came down and let you guys oh, know yeah. the the. There was yeah. like hors d'oeuvres, basically. Yep. And then I asked her if she can get me some chips and queso, and she just said, "Sure, no problem." And went upstairs and got the queso. Dwight was just kind of on his iPad, kind of just do working, and he just like looked up. He looked. He looked up at the steps. He looked at me. He's like, "Man, what was that?" <laughs> he he was so confused i looked at him i was like what is what he's like you just asked her to, what was that and i was just like that that's just marriage man you just help each other out you just right. take care of each other and things like that happen easily and because i guess she, he's never seen it from that perspective before but it's just it's normal for us to just yeah, I mean, take we, care of each other. Right. I mean, when you're when you're married and you're trying to make sure that you have a godly marriage and God-centered marriage, it's about not only being husband and wife but being servants to each other in a sense. Now, this is doesn't mean that I'm just always serving him and he's just always serving me. No, it's a balance. You know, there are days that I have bad days and he's you know, he steps up a little more and there are days that he might have a bad day where I step up a little more. It is a balance. It's about and helping we, each it, other. Yeah, it's about helping each other and it's about always giving 100%. Now, that's a lot easier said than done because, mm-hmm. you know, in our flesh we want to just do what we want to do. But, yeah, it's, it's funny that that, like, he was so shook by that because I'm just like... You're my husband. Like, you asked... It wasn't like you were like, hey, woman, go get me some chips, because then I would have went off. I would have definitely heard about it on the car ride home. No, you would have heard about it right then if you had said something (laughs) back out of line. I would have been like, excuse me? You're right, you're right, you're right. It would have been bad. We speak kindly to each other, so if he had said something crazy like that, it was a different story. But, um, yeah, we always try to just be helpful to each other and ask each other kindly. And when you do that, your marriage is going to be a lot better than thinking you lord over somebody or you wear the pants. Like, no. Yeah, let's. I was going to say, let's talk about that real quick. Like, being married, it's not a case of now you now I own you or I'm the head of the household so you have to listen to everything I say like no that's not how this works right yes I am the spiritual head of the house I'm the leader of the house but that does not mean that you your opinion doesn't matter right like you can still tell me when things need to be a certain way or certain like and I do (laughs) yeah and she does Sometimes I have to like look at her like, babe, is this the is this what we should do? Because I kind of trust her because she's a little bit more experienced in life than me because of our backgrounds. Right. I'm more privileged, so I'm kind of used to things just kind of happening or just being given. She had to work for a lot of things. She had to take care of herself more. So yeah. I'm so, I'm sometimes leaning I'm some looking to her like what do you think should can be can be done? And that's not to say I'm less of a man. It's just 
it's just learning from experience. Yeah. But a lot of times she's kind of, she, she'll say, I'm down with whatever you want. Whatever you say is, that's where we're going. Right. I'm going to tell you what we, I think we should do, but right. it's your decision at Absolutely, the end of the day. Absolutely, because my thing is, and this is something I would just note to any ladies out there listening who are married or getting ready to be married, is you cannot want your husband to be the head of the household and to lead you if you're not willing to be led. Mm. If you think that they can be the head of the household and you tell them what to do constantly all the time, you are like stifling their ability to lead you. Because if you only want it your way, then why do you want him to lead? Yeah. Because that's not that's not it. So for me, like, I will tell him my opinion. I'll tell him what I'm feeling if it's something that, you know, is like we're praying about, that kind of thing. Um, But I always hand the final decision to him because I trust him. I wouldn't have married him if I didn't trust that he could lead me where God wants us to go. Right. And if that's something that you struggle with in your relationship, pray about it. God will help you because there were times in our relationship that I had to really pray about it because I caught myself trying to make that decision of where we should go when I needed to discuss it. But I think part of that came from me living on my own for four years. I was used to just handling things myself and I had to learn like it's okay to be you know independent still but I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T for a second I forgot how to spell that word yeah yeah you know i really like yes i was very independent and so it was hard for me to go from all of that independence to like okay now i have to discuss everything Mm -hmm. basically in my life with him and it wasn't that there was anything wrong with it it was just something i had to learn to do because it was so easy for me to just make a decision and go with it yeah um yeah i want my husband to lead and i want him to one feel like a man because not that i'm saying oh to you know they have to be the head of us to feel like a man but the bible is clear on where a man stands in the home and you know it should be god spouse children church you know that kind of whole thing but yeah i wanted my husband to just know that yes i'm a person and I still am going to have an opinion, but yes, I trust you as well. And I think that that's important in a godly relationship is to... That's a scary responsibility to have as a guy, at least for me. Mm -hmm. To have somebody that looks to you and says, I trust in your decision, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's It's a legit scary feeling because like how she was used to being independent and just doing things on her own kind of the same it was same thing with me you know when you're single you're taking care of yourself you're doing your own thing you don't have to worry about your decisions directly affecting somebody in that kind of sense right. even though your decision does affect someone right to an extent so close like yeah like yeah like literally my a purchase i make now affects both of us right like whatever i decide we do because we do want to count 
Yes, we yeah, that's something we do. That's not everybody does. Right. We do that's one. Thing. That's something we talked about. Um, but yeah, the communication and just the trust is is a scary thing to have. You know, early on in the marriage, I was just like genuinely scared. Like whenever she said, "I trust you," I really was like, "Oh gosh, she's <laughs> trusting me with this." And but after a while, it's just like, yeah, this is the responsibility God gave me right you know being a husband isn't a title isn't just a title right just to say yeah i'm her husband it's not like a a possession like yeah i'm her husband i own her no it's not that it's we're partners but but i'm just kind of leading leading our walk right and so wherever i'm going she's going with me right it's not the other way We're around. walking side by side on a path, but if you see some somewhere we need to go, you're going to take that step first and I'm going to follow you. You're going to lead me where That's we need it. to go. That's it. We walk in the same path, but when we come to make a decision, make a turn, you say right. you you lead us there. Right. And if we get if we're on a path where we're walking side by side and there's a little fork in the road, we're gonna stop and we're gonna have that discussion. And where he decides we go, that's where we're going to go. Now, has there been a time where I just really felt strongly that we didn't need to go down a road? Yes. Did I talk to him about that? Yes. Then did we pray about it? Yes. yes. And then God led us. And there have been times that I felt we should do something different than what he wanted to do. But I still did what he wanted to do because I honor my husband and and what I can, you know, in any way that I can, as long as I feel peace from God about it too. Because yes, God is going to talk to him and lead him. But I think it's important that you both feel at peace. And sometimes you're not going to like what they choose. That's just real life. You're not going to like it. someone that hates confrontation and hates those kind of situations that was hard for me too Mm -hmm. like dealing with accepting the fact that she's not going to agree with everything yeah all the time but that it wasn't like a bad thing necessarily yeah it wasn't a case of like if i made the decision she's gonna leave Right. That was my fear, too. Yeah. That's something I... We had to work out, like, in our marriage. Is Like, we both had to talk about, like, you know, if you make a decision that I don't like, it doesn't mean I'm just going to walk out. Like, we said very early on that divorce was not in our vocabulary. Right. Because once you start talking about divorce, like, it's an option, it becomes a way more real of a reality. And... The, or a possible reality. And... Because your words matter. To add to that, we didn't even play those jokes with people. No. Because people would like try to joke around like, you still love him? Y'all still good together? It's like, oh, yes, we do. Yeah. We're not doing that. We're Mm -hmm. not playing the whole, yeah, we don't really like each other. We're not like, that was something I really am big on, like not encouraging that, that, yeah, that started about six months into our marriage. People were like, oh, y'all still like each other? Um, yes, and we're going to keep liking each other. I'm sorry if you've been married for 40 years and you don't like each other anymore. Y'all need to look at yourselves. Like, don't come put your stuff on us. I didn't corrupt her because I would have said, 
that. She did. <laughs> she wouldn't have done that two years ago. I did. That was all my fault. But really, that is the truth. Like yeah. that's some like some people. Now are there days that we don't like each other so much? Maybe you know there are days we don't get along great sometimes. But that's life. Some people they you spend just spend time with each other constantly. It's gonna happen. Yeah, some sometimes. people they just don't. They some people their marriage is just down Different. the drain. Well, I wouldn't go there. I mean, some people's are, but... It, it, it is. But just because somebody asks, that doesn't mean that. Some people ask it playfully, and some people are really, like, But But, but that's what I was going to say. Some, sometimes it's not that bad. Right. But others, you can tell that, like, they're struggling, and they're not really happy that you're doing good. Playing Those are the ones stuff. who usually say, we'll give it a couple more years. Yes. And it's like, no. And I don't play those kind no. of games with that kind We're of We're very people. big on words because the Bible says that. I thought you were going to know. The Bible says. <laughs> the Bible says a lot of things. <laughs> I thought you knew where I was going. The Bible says um, that life and death are. In the power of the tongue. Yes. Um, For a second, I was thinking speaking things into existence. Well, yeah. It is? The power of life and death is in the tongue. Okay, so basically it is the same thing. Yes. Okay. It's it's saying, like, your words can speak things I don't know why existence. I didn't think that verse in the moment. Yeah. I was just not there. That's okay. That's what um, it is about marriage. Sometimes you're in the same wavelength. Sometimes you're singing two completely different songs. <laughs> so true. Though, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of like... Words are very important to us. Yes. Actions very. and words are very important to Absolutely. us. Absolutely. And so, like, we don't we don't play those divorce jokes, mm-hmm. marriage, like, oh, you guys still love each other, like, the, the, like, we don't do the whole in marriage, like, the wife knows everything and the guy is just the the dumb brute type of right, jokes. No. Like, that's not. No. We don't do that. We don't play those. We don't encourage them. And when you're just starting, if for those of you that are probably just starting in your marriage or those are already married, you just got to understand, like, you are, there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries for what people can say about your Absolutely. marriage. Absolutely. Protect like you can, your marriage. You can tell people, you don't play those jokes, don't say that and around us. You can say us. it respectfully, you yeah. can say it kindly, but... I'm not the kind one in the marriage, obviously. <laughs> he's, he's more like, I'm direct. cut to the chase very much. That's so. just a New Yorker, man. We don't um, play nice. Yeah. Um, he's a super nice guy, but, you know, in certain moments he can really just get bold if he needs to. I have selective savagery. I hate that word. <laughs> um, but it's true, though. I know. Something that my mom taught us to, like, you just, some things you don't have to let people say you don't have to tell people right you, you do don't not owe have anybody your life details like you don't don't get me wrong are there people who you can go to for prayer and there are select people that you can let know what's going on yes absolutely we all need community we all need that however there are times you don't need to tell people what's going on in your life they don't need to know everything 
and, and that not includes that family anything. too. Yes, absolutely. That and includes your family. You don't have to tell your family members what's going on all the time. Absolutely. I don't care how nosy they are. I don't care how close of the family member they are. Yeah. They don't have your last name. They don't need to know. Right. Period. That's something I was big on with Bree because yeah. some some people in the family they want to know everything. Yeah. And I'm not with that. Right. You don't need to know. Right. Matt and I, we discuss, like, what we will talk to people about and what we won't. We always, if we're in a conversation where we feel like going somewhere that we might let somebody know something, we always look at each other for permission Mm -hmm. before we cross that line. Because... It's very important to us what we share with people and what we don't share with people. And it's not that we're hiding some huge secret, but you just, if you're going through a hard time, not everybody in the world has to know all of that. And there are some things that it's okay to let people know, and there are some things that it's better to keep between you because you don't know what people are going to say or pray about, you know. You don't know who's really for you and who's against you. And it's not to say, like, don't trust people. It's just to say protect your marriage. Your marriage. Marriage is a gift from God, so protect it at all costs. Exactly. You don't owe people an explanation for protecting your marriage. Right. And that's that's super, super important. Not everybody needs to know everything. Yeah. Some things, it's just between you and your wife. Right. And we're still learning, y'all. So don't judge us too harshly here. <laughs> because, yeah, we're still on the tip of the iceberg you know, when it comes we to We know marriage. we're not some pro on the subject, but we know we can share what we do know. But the thing that I love about us, though, is we're both very observant people at times. Like, we've yeah. seen how marriage has affected certain people. Mm-hmm. We've seen the good couples we've seen the bad couples we've seen what you should do in marriage and what you shouldn't do and at least something i've learned in life is you don't necessarily have to know something for a long time to know it like i'm just gonna give a musical perspective because i'm a musician you might have been able to play guitar for 20 something years but you still don't know how to play guitar properly when you connect it to somebody who's really been playing for five years they might have more experience with that instrument than you because they studied it they've watched they've really put their interest into it as opposed to someone who's been doing it for a long time but they've kind of just fiddled around Mm. with it enough yeah. Like, just because you know something for a long time doesn't mean you know it all. Right. As opposed to someone who knows a lot because they put a lot into, into it. it. Yeah. And that's not to, like, boast or anything like that. But no, 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 no. I'm not saying I know everything. No, right. No, I know. I'm just saying in case somebody's thinking, well, just, are you guys saying that that's you guys? And don't get it wrong, we have put a lot into our marriage, and we've had people even make the comment, well, you guys are years above, you know, where most people are, your, you know, your age and that kind of thing, or where at your stage of marriage. Yeah. Um, and that's not to, to boast, but it's because we have worked very hard on having a healthy relationship and having a healthy marriage, because I came from a very long line of divorces. Mm-hmm. Like, 
almost every person in my family has went through a divorce. Um, I have one aunt that has not, and I have a few others that have not. But the majority of people in my family have been through divorce. And I knew I never wanted that because I knew how it affected me. I knew how it affected my other family, you know, members, my cousins, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it was very important to me that that was not an option in yeah. my marriage. And Matt came from a line of, like, loving marriages. You know, like, his parents had a wonderful marriage. Now, his dad wasn't always in the church and before it, it was a little different. That almost but, ended. Yeah. 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 And they had some rocky moments, but they've worked hard because they've, you know, they've been together almost 30 years or mm -hmm. have been together 30 years. Almost. Just about to be 30. It's 30 this coming year, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to be 29. Yes. And so... Oh my gosh, my mom, my parents have been married for 30 years. I know. That isn't... I'm sorry, that's just wild <laughs> to think yeah. about. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, they've worked hard to make sure that they have a good and healthy relationship and God has like blessed their marriage amazingly. And you know, his his dad's parents had a beautiful marriage. Um, and so I'm just saying like we had two very different backgrounds and experiences with marriage. So I kinda learned all the things not to do. <laughs> and he learned all the good things to do. So we kinda like uh we make a good balance, you know, when you put us together. Yes, and a good marriage is all about balance. Yeah, even though balance is like a, such a funny word, because is balance a real thing? I don't know. Maybe. But I just mean like balance in life is like, Ooh. you know what I mean? Different than like what we're talking about in balance. I'm in talking about like what we both can bring to the table equals out. Oh, right, right. That's right. what I'm saying. Not like a balance in there. You can't balance life. But in marriage, what you bring to the table and what your spouse brings to the table, it's not going to be the same exact thing but right. if they can connect right. then everything will level out and the marriage will work out now is right. it gonna always stay completely balanced no but that's just that's how marriage works that's how marriage. it is but what's important is to keep it balanced and keep it happy and keep the love there for as long as you guys are alive. Not even saying as long as you can last. Keeping the love alive. Yes, keep the love alive till death do your part. Amen. <laughs> we're obviously, and we're only about to be two years in. Right. We've been together four years coming up. Been together up. four years. And married two years coming up. So, yes. you know, we know a little bit. We don't know everything like we said before, but... Um, yeah, that's just, that's our story. I mean, that's where we're at. I mean, I'm sure there's more we could go into, but it's probably been about an hour, hour and a half of an episode now. More than that. <laughs> if you made it to this far, I applaud you. Um, we appreciate you. We appreciate <laughs> you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you for having me, babe. Of course. Why this would is... I not? I'm sure you all will love him and uh -huh. he will be on future episodes. But, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> y'all are, are stuck with me anyways. <laughs> as long as she's giving these podcasts, I'm going to be here. <laughs> Um, yeah, he'll be my recurring guest. There's plenty of things that she's yeah. going to talk to me about that you're going to hear. Yes. 
Um, so for any of you who don't already follow my husband or know who he is, on Instagram he is at hello it's Mr. Chase. Yes. On YouTube you are just Mr. Chase. Just Mr. Chase music. Yeah. Because there's some other weird Mr. Chases. There's <laughs> We're not gonna go into that, but there's oh, some God. weird ones. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to let you guys know where you could find him. Yeah, he is an amazing producer. He's a great musician, awesome worship leader. If you need a podcast intro, he's your guy. He made mine, so just an idea. I bring the vibes. He brings the vibes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening in. Thanks for being with me today, babe. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening in. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you guys have any questions that you might like to hear from Matt and I or know about Matt and I in the future for a future episode, um, let me know on Instagram at the Matters of Life Podcast or at my personal at It's Brianna Chase. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Bye.